It's so important to be doing what you're meant to be doing. The words vegan voices pop into my head. Veganism is not a destination, it's a journey. Yes, here we are live on Facebook in Reimagine the Turtle Creek Watershed and Airshed Communities. And we are recording right now for a podcast called Journey Through Health and Wellness, which appears on anchor.fm, on Spotify. It will also appear on the reimaginetickwack.org website. And who knows where else this interview will appear because I am here and so excited to be here with Dr. Joanne Kong. Dr. Kong has been praised as one of the most compelling advocates for plant source nutrition today. Her highly praised TEDx talk, The Power of Plant-Based Eating, at over 900,000 views, is placed on numerous websites internationally. She's a frequent public speaker at universities, festivals, and conferences. Her vegan advocacy has been recognized around the world with international talks in Italy, Spain, Germany, Norway, Canada, and a three-week 10-city tour of India. I'm out of breath and I'm only halfway through. Dr. Kong is author of If You've Ever Loved an Animal, Go Vegan, is profiled in the book Legends of Change, about vegan women who are changing the world and will appear in two upcoming documentaries, Eating Our Way to Extinction and Taking Note about vegan musicians. An award-winning classical pianist, she is a music professor at the University of Richmond, Virginia, holds a Doctor of Medical Arts degree from the University of Oregon and draws upon a diversity of skills as a writer, speaker, and creative artist in her advocacy activities. Dr. Kong, I am so honored and feel so blessed to be here with you, the compiler and editor of Vegan Voices, and the subtitle is Essays by Inspiring Changemakers. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Alyssa. I'm so glad to be here with you today. And I did want to clarify because because I am an academic doctor and it's not a doctor of medical arts, but one of musical arts. And oftentimes people will ask me, well, you're a vegan advocate. What does that have to do with music? And I'll point out that as a professional musician, I see my role as connecting people through the beautiful sounds of music with their inner spirit, with their inner life. It, it really puts us in touch with a part of ourselves that we oftentimes don't connect with during daily life, right? And you're a dancer and you know the importance of the arts. So that connection that I make as a classical pianist and a collaborator with other musicians it's the same, it's rooted in the same kind of connection that vegan advocates like you and me try to establish in others, that awareness that there's something, you know, you can't really describe it or quantify it, but there's this connecting thread of, of life and compassion and energy that we all need. This is so needed at this time, right? This sense 
of how the quality of who we are as living beings really is personified by the choices we make in connecting with others. And that's where veganism comes in. So I just wanted to kind of explain my kind of unique role because I'm, I'm not a medical doctor, I'm not a nutritionist, but I'm a person who cares about sensitivity and reaching out to others. And that's how I came on the vegan path. And that's partly why I created this book that you are a part of as well, in case your listeners weren't aware. Yeah, so that's a really good point that you bring up that in the United States, at least, often when we put the letters D, capital D, lowercase r with a period, that people make an assumption that you are a medical doctor. I am an optometrist. I'm not an MD. I'm an OD. And as we interweave our backgrounds and the fullness of our experience, we're really all doctors at this point, as far as I can tell. What is it that gave you the idea to compile this book uh, called Vegan Voices? And for those of you that don't know, the book is already, uh, you can already order it through Lantern Books. And if somebody's watching live, they can drop the link in the Facebook Live on the Reimagine the Turtle Creek Watershed Facebook page, or we will go back and drop the link later. But you can order the book already. You know, who, who is this book for? Oh, okay. So first of all, the idea, I don't know if you have this experience, but as, as a health professional, you know how important sleep is. And oftentimes, you know, there's that saying, sleep on it, because what happens during sleep is our brain regenerates. There's cell regeneration going on and, and so many things get cleared up in our psyche and our consciousness. And one morning, literally, I woke up and the words vegan voices popped into my head. And right away I knew, okay, I need to create this community by assembling a book that has all diverse views and perceptions about veganism. And this will be an important educational and inspirational way to reach others. So this book is, is for the veg curious, for people who want to learn more about whether it's plant-based nutrition or why we should go vegan for the planet or for animals. And the diversity of, of writings really gives you the sense of this is really a unique path that we can all take. Nobody goes on it in the same way. And the diversity of the writings also shows how veganism, it's not just a diet. It's not like this fringe movement. It's an aspect, it's a philosophy that ties into the broad aspect of everything that ties in with our lives. You know, it's not just about good health and nutrition. It's about using our resources to produce food in the most sustainable way. It's about being the most compassionate we can be to our fellow animals. It's about making the best choices for our families and simply becoming the most caring we can be as human beings. So I, I always like to think of things in terms of energy because right, everything is energy and the more positive energy that we put in our bodies and share with others through our interactions, 
it's really going to make a difference. You're not only self-empowering, you're affecting all of the people that you touch around you. So it really is, I like to think of it like, like a universal bomb, you know, a universal healing. Veganism is the way to create that path. That is so beautiful and so exciting that you kind of synthesized and distilled those ideas after having done this work, because from my understanding, you've never, you've never edited a book like this. Oh, I have not. <laughs> before. And so somehow, literally, you know, spirit, source, God, whatever you want to call it, came through you and chose you to create this, because I know you have done an incredible amount of work to pull this together. And you're still doing incredible work because we'll tell the viewers and the listeners later about this very fun <laughs> launch party that's coming up on October 10th. Um, and I also want to mention that the book isn't just for people who are not yet vegan. In the process of putting this book together, it really helped me because you know, I think all of us advocates have these feelings from time to time of, you know, that we're not doing enough, like how come change isn't happening? We think about what's happening to the planet, what's happening to the animals. For me, reading these essays in depth as editor, I was just so inspired and excited to see the energy that everybody is putting into this movement. So I have to admit, it was almost like therapeutic for myself. It's like, I really am making a difference. And I'm a part of this community that's doing the same thing. And, and together we are making a huge difference. It's so important to be doing what you're meant to be doing. And you are doing it, Joanne Calm. You are too, Alyssa. We're a mutual admiration system. Okay, so there's a lot of writers in this book. Right. Can you give me an idea of who some of the writers are and how the book is organized? And then if you would be so kind to read a few excerpts, which I have a feeling you might have prepared for us. Yeah. So I, I do want to give a shout out to Lantern Publishing and Media. Their president is Martin Rowe. And their vice president is Brian Normoyle. And Brian and I have shared hundreds of emails. I mean, he has been amazing through the whole process. And I first contacted them and said, I want to put together an anthology with 50 writers. And they wrote back to me right away and said, isn't that a little on the high side? <laughs> so I proposed that the essays be grouped into different areas. So what I'm going to do is just I won't tell you the names of all the writers, but I'll just kind of give a snapshot view of who some of them are. So there are six different broad chapters. The first chapter is called Our Kindred Animals. And a few of the writers included in that are Ingrid Newkirk, Mary Finelli with Fish Feel, Emily Moran Barwick of Bite Size Vegan, also Laura Barlow, she is with Rhode Island Vegan Awareness, and she recently was chosen by PETA as the 2021 Teacher of the Year. Chapter two is called Around the Globe, and here I included essays by writers from all around the world. For instance, Elin Gunderson, 
who lives in Norway, she and her husband are putting together a chain of all vegan stores in Norway. We have Nadia McKeshny from Tokyo, who writes a really interesting uh, article because as we're interviewing today, of course, the Olympics have started and she talks about how the Olympic Committee was saying, oh, all these athletes are vegan. So that means we need to make vegan products more available. And it's interesting, she notes how that has actually helped to promote veganism in Japan. Ori Shavit from Israel, Marley Winkler from Brazil. Chapter three is devoted to activists, including Hope Bohannik with United Poultry Concerns, Shveda Borgankar, a young activist from India, Gwena Hunter from Vegans of LA. Those are just a few of the folks in that chapter. The chapter four entitled Body and Spirit includes an essay by Dr. T. Colin Campbell. You wrote a fantastic poem called Terrain that's in the book, which I think is so marvelous. And you know, the, the word terrain really encapsulates what this movement is all about because as an artist, I see our lives as our own personal artwork. It's like the most important piece of art we ever create is how we live and how we impact others. And your title of terrain explains it in a very similar way that we create our own landscape, right? Our own geography. And that's, that's an imprint of what we do physically. It's what we do spiritually. So your poem is, is I have to say, it's, it's just a really special part of the book. Uh, Victoria Moran with Main Street uh, Vegan Academy. She also wrote the foreword to the book. We have Dr. Ruba Shah, who's the most prominent plant-based physician in India. Chapter five is called The Arts and a few of the writers in that chapter include the videographer, Jeff Adams. Alison Argo, who produced the documentary, The Last Pig. Thomas Wade Jackson, who produced the documentary, A Prayer for Compassion. You know Thomas, I'm sure. Joanne MacArthur, award-winning animal photojournalist, who is absolutely fantastic. Ryan Phillips, who does drawings and, and art as his activism and also has a sanctuary called Life with Pigs. Farah Siraj, who uses her music to express the intersection between human rights and animal rights, Dr. Will Tuttle. And then finally, chapter six is called A New Future. And just a few of the people who wrote in that chapter are Jean Bauer with Farm Sanctuary, Rebecca Moore, the Institute for Animal Happiness, Dr. Salesh Rao, who is of course with Vegan World by 2026 and Climate Healers, who you're also interviewing. Stephanie Red Cross West, who has an organization she founded called Vegan Mainstream, and it's all about supporting vegan businesses. We have Clifton Roberts of the Humane Party and also Chrissy Vandenberg, who is the executive director of Vegan Action that certifies products in stores. So that's just kind of a sampling, not all of the writers, but, but some of the writers that are included in this book. So I am struck right now because I, uh, we are live streaming into the Reimagine, 
reimagine the Turtle Creek Watershed and Airshed Communities Plus group, which is in the process of helping people to understand how to reimagine community. So for somebody who has heard the word vegan, but they're not, and we'll get to you reading some excerpts in a moment, but this question is just kind of coming right through me. For people that have heard the word vegan, but they're not really quite sure, not only are they not quite sure what it means, but it scares them. Would this book be for one of those people that perhaps has a very strong environmental background? They might be very much into planting trees. They might be very much into putting together bike paths in their community. You know, would, do you think they would be interested in the whole book or just parts of the book? So you had mentioned that the book is for everybody, but as I'm listening to you with an ear uh, for those that I know that are not plant-based, those that I know at this point are definitely vegan leaning, just if they know me, because they can't help it, but they may not be vegan. Is, is this book for them too? Is there a sensitivity in the essays for those of us that, uh, that have, have relationships with people that may be very close to us that are not 100% plant-based? Because as I was listening to you and your enthusiasm for this incredible book that's coming out, I got a little bit nervous, I have to admit, because I wanna be sure that this book who am I going to give this book to? Who am I going to gift it to? Now, maybe I'm not a good example because I'm going to, you know, I'm going to buy more than a few copies and gift it because I'm in there, which I think was the idea of the 50 number, 51. But um, maybe you could speak that to it for a minute. Speak to that for a minute. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This book is for anyone and everyone who cares about our lives and the planet. People have this concept of veganism that it's this this small slice of somebody's you know decisions that they're making about their diet like it's some kind of a weird fringe thing that that really doesn't impact anything when absolutely the animal agriculture industry is the most destructive industry on the planet of course you know we we look back on, on humanity's development and, you know, consumption of, of animals was a part of, of early man's growing up, you know, to sustain their growing culture. But we, you know, looking at it from the broad view, humankind has reached a point where we are at the greatest point of damage upon our planet. Animal agriculture accounts for more than 50% of greenhouse gas emissions. I know Dr. Rao says it's even as high as 80 or 81%. He may have talked to you about that. The environmental devastation in terms of ocean dead zones, deforestation. When you go in and, for example, in Brazil and, and you're losing rainforest acres by the second, that means you're losing precious habitat for species animal agriculture is the number one driving cause behind species and habitat destruction. There's pollution, there's soil erosion, all of these things, but they're not in yet in the public awareness. Most people 
you know, they tend to look at climate change and what happens with the environment as something that's kind of distant, like, oh, I have nothing to do with that. But every single person as a consumer, every time if one chooses to consume animals and animal products, you're actually contributing to this environmental devastation, one that's growing. We're seeing it in the news every day. So I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you for a moment. I'm okay. gonna breathe into that. Okay. And then I'm going to release the fight for a moment. Because those people that know me know that I was a pretty hardcore environmental activist for at least a decade through a group that I founded called Sustainable Monroeville. And what I'm hearing from you and is some of that fight. And this group called Reimagine is the counterpoint to the fight, meaning human nature does not like to be frowned upon. When we talk about all these statistics, which you are so eloquently sharing, a lot of people I find shut down. So I'm wondering now if you could read to us a few excerpts, I hope that you've come with some that are very positive, that show us what future we see for veganism and that we should be optimistic. Are there places in the book that are just showering upon us optimism? And I don't mean to be putting you on the spot, but I want to point out that when we create the opportunity for people to eat delicious vegan food, as we have done through the reimagine process, rather than hounding them and pounding them with the statistics, and I don't mean to be obnoxious, I'm feeling like I might be a little bit right now, because it's so exciting that you've put this book together and you're publishing it, but I've become aware because of my activist nature that we need to turn ourselves, whomever we are, on our heads and realize we don't know the answers, which is why I think you've brought 50 people together, 51 people, because we all need to work collaboratively and collectively. So do you have some essays there to read some excerpts from? Yeah, I have a few here and I want to point out that what's wonderful about the essays in this book is is they point out that that veganism, it's not about something where you're restricting yourself or you're doing something because you made bad choices. Veganism becomes a way to open up possibilities. It's a way to broaden compassion. It's, it's a way to expand how you're caring about the planet and how you care about other animals. And let me see, I've got a few excerpts in front of me. And, and one statement that comes out of the essay by Shankar Narayan, who was actually one of the earliest uh, proponents for veganism in India, when I was on my three-week tour with him, he was telling me about the saying that he has that is, is just wonderful. He says, veganism is not a destination it's a journey. So I think it's so important for your listeners here and anyone who buys the book to say that, you know, we're not, it's not like the 50 of us are experts. We're simply on this journey. We're on this path of opening, of creating more compassion and a kinder world. 
and our hope is that people who read the book also find their own individual path. For some, you, you know, if people read the essays, they'll see that for some writers, it was like a light bulb moment of realization. For others, it was a specific event or happening that sparked them. It could have been a connection with a certain animal. So kind of in light with the idea of being positive in how we're spreading this word, I'll read a little bit from the essay by Curtis Vomar, who is an activist. He actually went vegan literally overnight after watching Gary Yorofsky's wonderful speech. So he kind of gives this piece of advice to, to we vegans and how we can make a positive difference. He says, quote, just start. There will never be a perfect moment when you have all the right equipment, the best content, or the most viewers. You will figure out best practices along the way. Your audience, production value, and content will get better as long as you remain dedicated to and consistent with the project. You will get immersed in the broader community, acquire new ideas and perspectives, gather more resources, draw more of an audience, and gain more credibility as time goes on. Waiting for perfection, buy-in from the masses, or 100% support from everyone near you will have you waiting for an eternity. As long as your activism is nonviolent and you center on the animals, your work will be a net positive. And I've, I've been on ad advocacy activities with Curtis, and he is so amazing because what he does is he shows interest in every person. He engages with them in you know, a positive conversation to see where they're coming from. It should never be about us, as you point out, you know, we don't wanna shame people. We don't wanna tell people, you should do this, you should do that. It's saying to a person you may, may happen to meet, what happens, you know, what happens to be the thing that you value most? You know, how do you feel about food choices? So that whole attitude that what we do, we do in a very positive way is, is really well reflected in that essay. And I'd like to also read, let me see, another idea. Just While like, you're looking for the next yeah, essay, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to mention that when I first met you at the North American Vegetarian Society Conference in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, I was in a large auditorium and you were up there on the stage playing your incredible piano. And there were these slides in the background you know, of, of the animals and you were reading, doing kind of some spoken word poetry is what I call it. So you've been a tremendous inspiration to me. And I just want to honor that I am certain that this book will be, this book, Vegan Voices, will be an inspiration to whomever picks up the book or, you know, buys and, and watches it virtually because it is easier now than ever to step into plant-based nutrition, into the whole idea of veganism, even vegan spirituality. The world is turning and we know this. And so Dr. Shailesh Rao 
you know, talks about vegan world 2026. And this is the reality that we're living now. And so I just want to honor that and how much you're contributing to the continuation of this goal. Well, thank you. And we're all in this together, right? And I, I did find the excerpt I wanted to read from the essay by Lynn Sylvan. She lives in Eugene, Oregon, and her organization is the Eugene Veg Education Network. And she is one of these tireless people who, you know, she's doing the grassroots educational work, whether it's through meeting people or doing tabling or leafletting or corresponding with people all around the world. But she has this beautiful attitude that pervades everything she does. So I'd like just like to read a short excerpt. Her title for her essay is Beyond Joy. Quote, any time is a good time to become vegan. Just gather new information from reliable sources, get over any skepticism, and redirect your thinking towards the greater good. Don't be skewed by long-term habits and knee-jerk resistance. It's okay not to be perfect, as long as we allow compassion to be continuously moving us forward to make better decisions. New understandings might be scary at first, but they are powerful and unrelenting and yes, joyful. It's exciting to be the revisionist in our own life. Whose life are we better able to revise than our own? It's been said, the difference between who you are and who you want to be is what you do. Whenever we see things and think to ourselves, someone should do something about that. Why not be that someone? Step up and do it, unquote. So I just love her positive spirit. I mean, it's just, she's an amazing woman and she's just one, one example of, of all the marvelous essays that are in this book. It is so timely that the book is coming out right now. I mean, yes. you know, in these precious moments, uh, we've kind of all collectively come through a really, you know, some people call it biblical, some people call it historic, her historic, they historic, of a monumental time in the history of the world. I keep, I keep mentioning Dr. Rao because I just interviewed him just before I interviewed you, but he was talking about kind of the 10,000 year, he didn't use this language, but the 10,000 year trance that we've been in. And we have the opportunity now to move through it. And we know that this book, Vegan Voices, speaks to all of your fears, all of your concerns, and will help you rise up through that to be the best that you can be. So Joanne, how do we find the book? And is there some special thing you want to tell us about an upcoming event, perhaps? <laughs> Which you already know about. So the book is already available for pre-order at Lantern Publishing and Media. If you go to their website, which is lanternpm.org, Lantern has its own distributors. But you can actually order the book through any bookstore. If there's a small independent bookstore that you support, they could order the book for you. The book is officially going to be released on October 5th. And there are a couple uh, really exciting book launch events we're going to have. We're going to have a virtual book launch on October 10th. That's a Sunday 
from 1 to 2.30 p.m. And Alyssa, you will be our fantastic MC, and we're going to have uh, talks and panel discussions, uh, giveaways, videos, uh, a cooking demo. It's going to be a really great opportunity to celebrate online, and people can join from all around the world. We'll have people joining from Europe as well. Plus, at the same time, there will be an in-person book launch party, and this will take place on the same date, Sunday, October 10th, from 1 till 3 p.m. at Plant City PVD in Providence, Rhode Island. And this is, this if you've never been there, it's the world's first vegan plant-based marketplace. And I think there's three or four restaurants in there. So it's a food hall and a vegan marketplace. So it's it's going to be a fantastic event with, with all kinds of things going on. And so announcements of this will be coming out on social media. So, so I encourage everybody to get involved and tune into the launch events. So how many people can that live venue hold? I think the whole world should just go there for the book launch. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, we're, we're still planning that out. I think for the virtual launch event, I mean, I think up to 500 can join. But again, that's all. We're, we're working out all the details, but it's going to be a, a really, you know, veganism, it's something to celebrate. You know, the choices we make, the compassionate choices we make, it's about celebration and being the best we can. So I invite everybody to come and buy the book. So exciting. Uh, Dr. Joanne Kong, doctor of music, doctor, I'm going to call you Dr. <laughs> Vegan Voices. Thank you so much for joining us today. We will bring you back again and again to tell us about the progress and the process. And thank you for taking the time to collect so many of us. I know there's some very kind of prominent vegans in there, but for those of us like me, who I was just shocked when you asked me to contribute to this book, but I'm kind of rising up now into my understanding that as we step into the plant-based lifestyle, our brain changes and we change and we have something to offer in these precious moments in time. So I encourage anybody who's watching this live or watching on the replay or listening through the Journey Through Health and Wellness podcast to consider the idea of moving towards a plant-based lifestyle. I like to call this vegan leaning. And um, I guess, are there any closing words now that you have for us? Yes, you had alluded to this, but um, with the difficult year or year and a half we've all gone through, I always like to see kind of the broad arc of things. And I know Dr. Rao touched upon this with the beginnings of, of the commodification of, of animals through the herding culture, which began about 10,000 years ago. It's like we have now arrived at this point where we have give, been given this opportunity. The crisis we came through actually has given us the impetus to make a paradigm shift, right? To make a humanity-wide global change that really will create a more positive future. So I think it's so important for everybody to see it, see veganism as part of that forward moving that we are all a part of. 
and anyone can be a part of it. Another thing too is, as you pointed out, there are well-known physicians and, and very prominent people in the so-called vegan movement, but that's not what it's about. It's about that every single person, no matter who you are, where you are, you can make a difference and have an impact. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on today. Thank you so much for sharing. And there will be more and more between now yes. and then, whatever the then is. Right. So take care. Have a wonderful day, no matter where you are on the globe. Is it whether it's morning, whether it's afternoon, or whether it's evening? And be sure to mark your calendar for October 10th, 2021. It will be a live event in Providence, Rhode Island. It will be a virtual event to uh, tune in anywhere in the world from 1 p.m. until 2.30 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, October 10th. And this podcast will appear on the Journey Through Health and Wellness series. I'm not sure if we're going to have a separate Vegan Voices thread or not, but it will it will appear within about six weeks from today, which is we're at the end of July now, and it will appear on um, Anchor.fm, it will appear on Spotify, it will appear on the ReimagineTikWack.org website, and again, wherever else in the world people choose to share it. So. From my heart to yours, thank you again and again and again, and we'll see you the next time. Bye-bye.